you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky Live. As always, here in New York City, it's a Monday, wrapping up a very thrilling weekend of football. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. Busy, busy weekend of football. Oh, yeah. But I think we might have to put a, a speed limit sign up for some of those come running teams because mm. the Bills are sprinting. Oh, my God. Dallas versus Buffalo was incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Uh, the Cowboys, Eagles, are, are going to the playoffs. Yes. Are the Ravens going to go to the playoffs? It really we looks gotta, like it. We gotta find Should we get into the late game? You guys want to jump it. into it? Sure. Peter, you ready? Let's Jason, Jamie. Born let's go to the lead block. Uh, let's go to Duval County. Okay. All right. Duval. Let's go to Duval County, where Sunday Night Football doesn't often go. In fact, it's been years and years and years. 2008. 2008, Peter. But really flat night for Jacksonville, who lost their third game in a row. They've lost two of these primetime games, but never mind them. Baltimore's cruising. They are crushing. They are going to the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out, 23-7. to Let's hear from Lamar, who's got this cool, like, golden Under Armour thing on. It looks amazing. Lamar, you clinched the playoff berth. How's it feel? I didn't know we clinched the playoffs. You know, I'm just trying to win. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to win a game at a time, you know, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I believe we're just getting started, but that was a tough team. You know, that was a great team we just played. We came down, play what was going on out there on that field, even though, like you said, it was double-digit double, double digit score, but that was a tough team, you know. Um, things just just don't happen like that in the league, so you got to be prepared each and every drive, each and every play. You got to stay focused, and I believe both teams were. Yeah, they got the job done. The Baltimore Ravens did. Ian Rappaport joining us now. Lamar Jackson says they are just getting started, but unfortunately the Ravens suffered yet another season-ending injury to one of their potent stars. Ian, what's going on? Yeah, the only bad thing to come really out of this game is a couple, a little bit of injury news for the Baltimore Ravens. Keaton Mitchell, their big play running back, who really has been a revelation young player but has delivered big play after big play. When he's been on the field has been the key thing. Not going to be on the field now for the rest of the season. John Harbaugh announcing that he suffered a knee injury that is going to require surgery that will knock him out this season. To my understanding, make it difficult to be ready for the start of next season. A serious knee injury, obviously, Hope for the best for him. That was not the only injury to come out of this game. And for the Jacksonville Jaguars, not a good one for next week. Trevor Lawrence was placed in the NFL's concussion protocol, according to Doug Peterson. This from a hit that he took late in the fourth quarter. Now, we do not know how players are going to react from a concussion. And all concussions are different. But certainly, this does open up the possibility that when the Jaguars play the Buccaneers next week, it is going to be C.J. Beathard. He did have one week this season when he... Took most of the reps and got ready, of course, when Trevor Lawrence was dealing with a high ankle sprain. Perhaps that will be of some assistance, but C.J. Beathard potentially going to start next week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We also have some injuries to 
uh, look at for tonight's game. Seahawks, Eagles, we'll start with Geno Smith, who missed last week with a groin injury. Listed as questionable. My understanding is he's got to improve a lot from now until game time to be able to play. Considered a bit of a long shot, status up in the air, however you would like to say it. I would say there is a pretty good possibility that it is Drew Locke out on the field tonight for the Seattle Seahawks. And then we got some news yesterday during game day morning. Jalen Hurts, who battled an illness late this week, seemingly was okay. Then it worsened a little bit, was officially listed as questionable. So it was downgraded from totally fine to questionable. Flew separately to Seattle with his team just so he didn't infect anyone else. So dealing with an illness, more on his status later today. I would say most players who deal with something like this do end up playing, but obviously more coming later, guys. All right, Rap Sheet, we appreciate you. As it pertains to Trevor Lawrence, very curious where the Jacksonville Jaguars sit and how they have done over the last couple weeks if they have to go without him for a week as he is in concussion protocol. Thanks. Talk to you later. AFC playoff picture as we sit here right now. Yeah. Ravens, one seed. Dolphins, two seed. They play each other in a couple weeks. Here it is. If the Dolphins win out, the Finns clinch home field and the bye. So the Dolphins can still get the first seed. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are right there. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins in Germany. They're the three seed. Jacksonville now losers of three in a row and four of the six. Down to the four seed with two teams in the AFC South nipping at their heels there. Texans and Colts. Bengals with their win on Saturday. Get back in and then we'll talk about the Browns today as well. We absolutely will. The Ravens, though, the first in the AFC to hit 11 wins in this conference. Clutch road win in a meaningful way against Jacksonville last night. So impressive. And I think the, the one thing when you look at them, you look at Lamar Jackson, and sometimes you'll turn and you'll go on the line and you'll look at the stats from the game. Blah, Lamar was okay. It didn't seem like a crazy game. But when you watch it, what he does for this Baltimore Ravens team, the spark that he has, and how demoralized it is for a defense as you watch him just sit in the pocket, scramble, do so many different things that just feel like it's unstoppable for you on defense. And Dwayne Smoot is trying to get to Lamar Jackson on a long one. And likely, he gets up and he just looks at him and he's like, how? And we're watching him stand in the pocket, play after play. When he has to scramble and make something happen, he does that. But there's instances throughout that game last night where he's just standing still, waiting for somebody to get open and then make the play. Had 97 yards rushing on the ground. For this team and this offense, watching what Lamar's been able to do this season and how he's changed with Todd Munkin as an offensive coordinator, we just said they're at the one speed, they, one seed. They clinched their playoff spot. To me, they're the scariest team in the AFC, and we see yeah. it from where they're ranked. But the potential they have, we'll watch a game where Zay Flowers goes off and he has a touchdown late in the game and Lamar's throwing the ball all over the field against the Rams. And then we watch him last night where he's scrambling and making plays and a guy like Isaiah likely is stepping up. So for this Ravens team, there's different guys that can kill you on any given day, and Lamar Lamar still the guy at the helm, spreading the ball out and making it happen. Mm -hmm. What did we learn about last week? The Lions spike. The Lions spike. Oh, we yeah. got the, the Lions Ravens spike. Yeah. The Ravens give it out in their locker room to the Good. player that puts the game away. Tylen Wallace got it last week. His first punt return of his NFL career, thrown into action when Devin Duvernay was injured, returns it for a touchdown. They escape a crazy shootout with the Rams and they win. The Lions spike was determined at, at the spot at the end of the third quarter when it's Lamar Jackson making the play of what I think the season for the Ravens. 10-7, to they're winning. It's a big play, and let's let Mike Tirico and Chris Collins mm. take it away. The Lamar Jackson experience. Final minute of the third. From the 30, Lamar Jackson got out of it, would be sacked. Keeps it alive and flings it in the air. It is 
and Likely at the five. Isaiah Likely goes up between Darius Williams and Andrew Wingard <laughs> and makes a spectacular catch. Oh my God, look at this play, this is ridiculous. Coming over here. Okay, you got a sack, right? Uh, no problem, I, I missed him. I'm gonna go get him again, get him again. No, just throw it up in the air and then let's oh. have Likely go get between out. two guys. Stop it. There's your Lions spike moment, so and there's your Chris Collinsworth potential MVP moment. I yeah. mean, when you hear the guffawing Collinsworth, that's usually reserved for maybe Mahomes, Josh Allen. Gives it for Lamar right there, though. <laughs> wow. wow. And he get an octave, uh, too. Yeah. And it, it put him away, and that was it for the Jaguars. And that really did put the Lions spike into the AFC playoff picture and them saying, hey, we're, we're that number one team. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards would score two plays later. That was the game, and they would just bury the Jaguars from that point on. Lamar's doing special things. The numbers aren't going to add up to some of the other contenders for the MVP award, but when they need him most in big spots, Lamar has always been there this season, and he seems to be getting seemingly better as the season goes on. We do a lot of bits and segments around the holiday. We're on Christmas Day. We do like, give each other gifts and stuff. <laughs> I think we need to get Peter a lion spike. So oh. we, we got to track one down. Maybe Chad Steele could help us with Maybe, that. Or, Maybe, or what? we might need to take a little good morning football trip to the jungle and find our own. Because, I was going to say, I mean, I don't, do yeah, we'll have to do you our own. Go earn his lion spike. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, you were on the Lions spike this year. It's been a long year. Uh, You said it right there. Baltimore, great defense. Lamar magic. I'll I'll run with that anywhere. Those two ingredients. Whoever plays the team is going to be a really, really tough out. And I think we're supposed to be talking right. I think we were worried that we were going to be talking about Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. Lamar's not the same. And then Mark Andrews. No. Lamar threw it to nine different players last night. The week before was just the same. We do that with teams when they struggle. Like, I remember for a good six weeks on this show with the Bills, we would say, Matt Milano, Matt Milano. They lost Matt Milano. And, like, we put Matt Milano in the Hall of Fame after he got injured. (laughs) I'm so pleased that I'm the only one bringing up Mark Andrews because as good of a player he is, he's not relevant right now because of likely, because of everybody else. They're moving on. Lamar looks seamless. He looks comfortable. I say it all the time. There's nothing better in this league than happy Lamar. It is so fun to watch. It's so content. Contagious. And right now in December, I liken it to when you go, if you ever go to the horse track, there's something called the paddock. All right. The paddock is the last place where they walk the horse racehorses around before the track. It's like you get your last look at them. Maybe you're thinking about who you want to bet on or whatever. And they just kind of march them around. It's real show pony stuff. And then they go race. December right now, this is our paddock month for these teams. We're going to get one last look. And you better be ready because the race starts in January. Jacksonville doesn't look ready. They don't look good in the paddock. Mm-mm. I don't know. Dallas does not look good in the paddock. Uh, we're going to see how the Eagles look in the paddock. Right now, Baltimore looks great in yeah. the paddock. You're like, well, that's a horse I can bet on. That number eight on the side of the saddle, that's a horse that's going to run, that looks ready, that looks been there before. Just a great showing last night on the road. This this was not really a game. I, I feel like it was over at the end of the first half and the Jaguars couldn't get three points and like yeah. Baltimore just led the whole way. Tough, tough out. They look ready to run. Kyle, I like your shirt today. Thank you. Rocky Philadelphian. One. Rocky won was yeah. uh, on the TV in my hotel room this week. Oh, really? In Indianapolis. And I caught the good, the great part of it, which is Polly doesn't want the relationship to happen yeah, sure. and the trainer and then the montage. And so, you know, when he's sprinting along the water and he's had a pretty mm-hmm. good run, he's been jogging with his dog. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky, all of a sudden you're like, is he running? Oh, he's running faster. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Look mm-hmm. at that man's stride. It is the thing of beauty. This is how I feel about the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I thought they were running since week 11 and now they're getting faster. Mm -hmm. And anyone else beside the Chiefs, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, they've all lost games since week 11, and the Baltimore Ravens have not. You thought the game was over at the end of the first half last Mm -hmm. night. The Ravens had only run for 47 yards at the end of the first half, and they finished with 251 rushing yards Mm. to finish that game. Other teams that accomplished that this weekend are teams like the Bills.
Bills, the Colts, mm -hmm. they ran the ball down mm -hmm. teams' throats in the AFC this weekend, and that's going to be a key when your sprint really breaks out in December. No doubts. The Paddock and the Rocky, and it's great. The Eagles, I don't know how we feel about the appropriating the Rocky storyline for Baltimore, but take it back. <laughs> you know what? We, have, we, you know we what? need it from you guys. You I sometimes tonight. you can't turn it away when it shows up on your hotel room TV. And it's nice to you for the Baltimore Ravens. It was something other than the wire. It's always the wire. They can do something else, yeah. right? Can't do it. Uh, the holiday classic is back, and it's on NFL Network. Do you have plans Christmas Eve? Probably not. And if you need some, watch a special Sunday night of primetime football. Patriots Broncos light up the night. The NFL holiday classic Christmas Eve live at 8 p.m. Eastern only right here on NFL Network and mm. streaming on NFL Plus. Still to come on our show, though, it is a fun-filled Monday after a weekend filled with spectacular plays. We're going to break them down. Some of our favorites from Week 15 later on. Plus, oh, that Bills-Cowboys game was really something. <laughs> How about this Bills team? Are they back? Are they terrifying? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to miss the playoffs? In Dallas, what do you do with them? This one had it all. Bills-Cowboys right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Chiefs, losers of two straight coming into this one. Flexed out of the Monday night game? Mm -hmm. They flexed out of Belichick versus Reed? The ultimate insult from the networks. 27-17. Patriots hung in this one for a while. It was too much Chiefs at the end. A lot of questions, but you know what you're not questioning? That's probably the San Francisco 49ers heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. That's Brock Purdy trying to state his MVP case. And he's just, he's just looking on. Like, this is just what we do. They win this one 45-29 and clinch the NFC West. I have McCaffrey in fantasy who wants to touch me. God, is it fun. <laughs> so fun. First, first overall pick for you. Yeah. yeah. God, it's awesome. I did too, but I also had Dak as my quarterback. Uh, All right. Well, you might be exiting the playoffs. Yep. Dak did not have a day. I thought this was going to be a shootout. No, it was a blowout. Dallas, 92 total yards. Haven't had that few in a quarter in years and years and years. You think maybe they win this game. Sure, they're at home. A lot of people picked them to win. Not like this. And we're, we're going to get into it in a second. What do we make the Cowboys? We're the Bills. James Cook, it's the best running back Josh Allen's ever had. It's the best performance from a running back they've ever had in this era. They ran right through the Cowboys. They go home now where they're really, really good, but they got a lot of questions to answer about how flat they were in that score. 31-10. to 10. The Bills look incredible. Josh Allen self-deprecating afterwards. If you see the stats there, 7 of 15, 94 yards. He talked about it. James ran hard, Tay ran hard, Ty ran hard, you know, and when you can stay in front of the sticks like we did today, I don't know how many third downs we had, but I, it couldn't have been that many. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win and, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. That's a great feeling. You passed the group project this weekend, Buffalo Bills, and you've been doing so over the last couple of weeks. It's been a challenge for them at times, yet they've also won five games by 20-plus. Go figure. Buffalo Bills are officially our come-running team. Uh, we think lurking doesn't even feel applicable to them at this point. Mm -hmm. Look out for anyone they have to face 
down the stretch. And if they win out, they could still retain the top of the AFC East, which is an absolute mm -hmm. curious situation, Peter. Bill's dominant win over a Cowboys team that, man, look out when they leave Dallas. They lost that Eagles game 37-34, to and I think a lot of people wrote them off for dead and said it was done. They went on the bye. They've emerged from the bye, and they've now beaten the Chiefs and the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys won in decidedly fashion. I, You know what? It's It's been a weird season for Sean McDermott and for Brandon Bean and for all them up there, and they fired offensive coordinators, and there was the article that came out during the bye. Hats off to that team. Mm -hmm. Hats off for that locker room. Hats off for those guys. I, I thought that it's all in there future right now. Like, all that stuff in the past. The bad loss to the Patriots. The bad loss to the Jets to open the season. The bad loss to the Broncos on Monday night. You can wipe it all away because they really, they decide their own future at this point. This game was a culmination of months and months of frustration, of wondering why, why have we not been the team we could be? Why, why have we not been the team that, that everyone thought we would be? Mm -hmm. Here they are. This is the Bills we expected. Mm -hmm. They did it on national TV with everyone watching against everyone's darling Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Cowboys we'll talk about in a while, but I gotta—I just got to say, Sean McDermott, when he's in a corner and everyone in the world is mocking him on the internet and the Bills are the joke of the league and Josh Allen's it, they win a game like that on national television, it's kind of like that drop-the-mic moment. And now who wants to face the Bills, to your point? Mm -hmm. I certainly don't. Of all the teams in the AFC, they're the one that probably looks the scariest right now. And you're right. This is kind of what we expected, them winning games like this. But the fashion in which they did it is something that we haven't really seen from a Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills team. And you mentioned them far our offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and Joe Brady gets in, and you're watching that game yesterday, and whenever the Bills win, especially a big game like that, you're like, all right, if Buffalo's winning 31-10, to how many touchdowns did Josh Allen throw for? How many did he rush for? Just tell, show me the insane plays of him jumping up. It wasn't that. Yeah. It was James Cook. Not great. It was amazing. Josh Allen said it after the game. Group project, he got eight and didn't do anything. All right, that was a little extreme. But 15 pass attempts, less than 100 yards throwing the ball, and the Buffalo Bills won the game by a lot. This is the first time in his career that he started and finished a game and threw the ball that many times for less than 100 yards. First time they've won a game in this fashion since 2015 where Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback when they beat the Dolphins in a Week 9 matchup. So when you're watching them last night, yes, we expected Buffalo to win games like this, but not to do it like that, to be able to hand the ball off time after time after time. I think the running backs had like 39 carries. Typically, whenever we see the run game after the game, we're like, why didn't they keep running it? And they just don't do it. And they did that yesterday, and they dominated the Cowboys. This team's going to the playoffs. I said it on Friday. If they beat Dallas, which is a huge if because Dallas is great, they're going. Like, they're going. They got the Chargers. They got the Patriots. They got the Dolphins. I still think they might be able to lose one of those. I don't think they will. They've turned the corner. It's, it's crazy, too, because we keep saying this phrase, the come running team. Let me explain what that means. At the end of December, a team that started off really poorly finds itself and comes tearing down the stretch. And can they get in mathematically? Typically, the come running team would be like Houston this year with a rookie quarterback. And yeah, or they're Denver. That's kind of a new iteration of themselves. Last it's, year was the Lions. Last year was yeah. the Lions. Like, oh, they put it together. Together. It's not supposed to be the Josh Allen Bills. Can you imagine if you are one of these teams in the AFC who wins your division and you get the t-shirts and you know, we won, we're the division champs. And then you have to play Buffalo in your opening round at home. You're like, that's not fair. We're supposed to have a warm-up game. We got the T-shirts right here. It's not. That was a terrifying display of saber-rattling by the Buffalo Bills. They destroyed them. There was never a game. Dallas, the team that we thought had the MVP. I don't think they do anymore. We thought had found itself. I don't think they have anymore. It's also, to Jason's point, during the first run of the Jordan Bulls in the first three titles, sometimes you'd have this random night where Jordan would have 12 points. 
But, like, you'd get the big Scotty game, and Horace would have 20 and 10, and you'd have this bizarre... Will Purdue had 12 rebounds. That was this, and they won. And it's like, if they can win like that, we're going to have the 40-point game from Michael when we need it. But the fact that Josh Allen on the class project is what I, we used to call the secretary, the person just taking notes and pretending to work, and when the teacher walks around, you just, you just pretend like you're working really hard, that's scary. We, the Superman thing, if they did that and won, fine. We know that they have the big overhand right. If they have the other stuff and James Cook really becomes, you see it all the time. Late in the season, teams will find a running back who just gets really, really hot. Random example. I remember late in the Favre era in Green Bay, Ryan Grant yep. became this Ryan guy. Grant. We're like, where the hell did Ryan Grant come from? That looks like Cooks right now for yeah. the Bills, and if they have a running back to go with them, they have a Scotty, and you don't want Michael to have a Scotty. I think they're going to the playoffs. I said it, they win. They did. They won by 21 points. The Bills are going to the playoffs. It would almost be better for teams in the AFC if the Bills did not win their division because then they wouldn't have to go on the road and, for example, face Jacksonville. Because if Jacksonville, to your point, is like, great, Bills come to town mm -hmm. and run all over us, a la what the Baltimore Ravens did last mm -hmm. night, that would be terrible fate for Jacksonville. Uh, defensively, I thought the Bills were fantastic wow. as well. They totally upset a Dallas Cowboys team on the road just curious your thoughts on what had Dallas stymied fully in Buffalo they got punked it is nothing more than that <laughs> they came out and like you just said it defensively Dak didn't have much time yep they lost Zach Martin earlier in that game which absolutely crushed him they handed the ball Pollard had some nice runs but they couldn't sustain anything you're just seeing Dak get hit time after time after time Buffalo team is desperate and you can see that when they're out there playing right now yeah they're fired up they're running around the field and they're making plays we talk MVP all the time and cool. last week when Tyree was out. You're like, that's an argument for MVP. Is Zach Martin the MVP of the Cowboys? Because that offense looked terrible <laughs> once yeah. he went down. Like that, that was not the Cowboys we've seen all season. And we did it again as a media. We jumped on board and we'll talk about it more, but shame on us. All right, welcome back. Let's go to Lambeau Field. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eyeing a home playoff game. They want it bad. They've won two in a row. And Baker Mayfield played the game of his life. I think it's the best game he's played as a professional. He's played a lot of football. The Bucs win again. They're in first place. All right, cue up the Atlantis Moore set under the Texans-Titans highlight with the Titans wearing the Oilers gear with the Texans in town. 54-yard game-winning field goal, 19-16. Texans stay alive. Case Keenum's first win for the Texans since 2014. Nice. What a call by D'Amico to go to Keenum in that game. All right, Tyreek at the... Works out before the game. They say no, he's inactive. Jets fans, a little pep in their step, but it didn't last long. 30 to 0. Wow, that's the way you bounce back for the Miami Dolphins. Let's get to some Bears and Browns right there. That's Joe Flacco. Right now they sit at the five seed. Flacco's been balling 311 yards last week. That is Justin Fields. He will still have a chance. Four seconds left on the clock. Scramble, scramble. Hail Mary. When the ball goes in the air, just knock it down. You don't have to catch it. Just knock the ball down. Browns go up. They go to knock it down. Oh, my Had it right in his chest. He cannot believe it. Browns are celebrating that close for the Bears to come away with that one. Oh, 20 to 17. The Browns win this game. And here's Kevin Stefanski in the locker room after the Browns win. I'm so proud of this team, guys. We're not perfect, all right? We're not perfect. It's tough. It's going to be hard. But this team fights, and that's number nine. It's going to be hard sometimes. You have to fight with each other. But I saw a bunch of guys out there that are like, I will not be denied for my brother, for the guy next to me. I appreciate that. Team on three. One, two, three. <laughs> 
Ninth win in a row for the Browns, Kevin Stefanski. We will talk about him later on Good Morning Football. Joe Flacco led the Browns to a stunning comeback win over the Bears despite his three picks. Uh, he had over 200 passing yards in the fourth quarter, more than any other Browns QB in the last 45 seasons. While they're not in the playoffs just yet, the Browns are holding on to a wild card spot in the AFC. Can the Browns keep this thing going? The Browns are rolling. I think that's, what, two in a row for them uh, with Joe Flacco now making plays and figuring out how to win games. Late in that fourth quarter, the veteran stepped up and he made throws. You saw the fadeaway pass that he threw to David Njoku and the one to Amari Cooper. And that's what a veteran-led quarterback can do for your team coming in here. And we know how good the defense is. When you say can they continue this, my only concern is Flacco in three games has thrown the ball for over 40 times. This is a team led by their defense. That is the strength of the team. I don't know if that's the recipe for success for them moving forward, getting into the playoffs, is just continue to throw the ball time after time. This year in the NFL, teams are 33-71 and 71 when they throw the ball 40-plus times. The yeah, Browns are figuring out ways to win the game. I'm not hating on that. Joe Flacco's been unbelievable. But I think they have to figure out a way to run the ball a little bit more and lean on Miles Garrett in that defense. But just watching Joe Flacco straight from the crib to go out there and just throw the ball around the field has been so fun to watch. 38-year-old. I played against Flacco many a time. Uh-huh. So to uh-huh. think now I'm sitting at this desk talking about how he's out there balling is fun to watch. Browns have 14 players on injury reserve. Okay. That's not great. 14 players on injury reserve. Flacco obviously the story. And yet the night before the game at the team hotel, mm-hmm. Stefanski sat everyone down and brought up David Njoku and said, this guy right here represents everything we want to be. Mm-hmm. He's tough, he's formidable, he's humble, and he is our guy, and let's follow. They go to do introductions out of the tunnels. The last person introduced yesterday was David Njoku, who had the biggest game of his career last yesterday. Yeah. David Njoku was amazing cool. when they need, and it's like, you talk about late late blossoming and like kind of like, you know, late bloomer. Like, Njoku was a first round pick, and they, ext- they pick up his extension, they're like, all right, we'll do one more year. And I'll tell you what, like, he is unstoppable right now. And he has been Flacco's guy. And you look at this team, he is representative of everything. I mean, think about what he went through already this season in week four when he was at the fire pit and we know what went down there. And yet every single big play, it's this guy right here, this warrior. He's incredible. You want to talk about a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs. We talk about the Bills. No, no. Do you know who the best road quarterback in the history of the NFL is in playoff history? Flack. It's Joe Flacco. Oh, it's Not it's Joe, Joe Flacco. Not Joe Montana. It's Brady and Flacco as the most road wins. All right. I, don't let him in. Flacco, you don't let Flacco in a road playoff game. He'll yeah. come and he'll gut you. That's true. You know, if you're sitting there and, and you're in Miami and you're looking at who you want to face. Oh, good. Or, we got Cleveland. We can have him. Yeah. yeah no. Maybe you can have Cleveland. I don't think you can have Joe. No doubt. No Joe's doubt. Old sheriff, man. That's Kansas City. That's everyone. <laughs> I don't want to see Joe Flacco walk in there. An amazing 14 players on IR and Joku carrying them and then Flacco just doing what he does. I don't know if I want to see Browning walk in there either. Browning. No joke. Oh, He's good too. This was more exciting yeah. than some Hail Marys that have been completed and like it actually worked. You got to understand this is the, the Bears blew the lead. They're going to lose again. Fields throws a perfect Hail Mary. Darnell Mooney gets the, the bounce of a lifetime. He says afterwards, it was tough. How many times do you see a Hail Mary work and actually <laughs> fall into being able to make a catch? It is what it is. It was tough. I think there was more at stake here than just that game, guys. This, this, the Bears are very pivotal right now. The battle lines are being drawn in the Justin Fields' future. This would have given them the win of the year, a game-winning touchdown pass. They would have gone to 6-8 and eight if I have it right. Instead, they're 5-9. and nine. 
Fields did not play well. Like, that's everything. That We could talk about coaching staffs that could have been affected by that. Justin Fields' future. The draft might have been affected by that Darnell Mooney drop. That was so much bigger than, oh my God, it was almost a Hail Mary. I mean, I screamed. A Browns fan screamed. Bears fan screamed. I can't believe that wasn't pulled in. But when if, if everything changes for the Bears in a few weeks and the draft, look at that play. Little things like that have the ripple effects. I, I still can't believe what I saw. It was right there. When you look at the box score, 19 for 40 for Justin Fields. 20 for 40 would have hit different if he had caught that. Yeah, with a big it, touchdown on a win. You almost watch it in slow motion. It's worse because you see it hit every part of his body. It was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. Peter, to put a bow, and you said 14 players yeah. for the runs. That's nearly 26% of their cap space that they have right now. That leads the league by far and away for the Browns, for players that are on IR. The fact that they're still winning these games, close games, is remarkable for them. Still to come on our show. Week 15 isn't over just yet. We're going to preview tonight's game from right. the Eagles and the Seahawks. Looking ahead to a Monday night battle of the birds in Seattle. My family and I drive around and listen to the very Philly Christmas album. It's good. It's My Lada just soars. He's yeah. so good. Jordan Davis, beautiful. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Bills we talked about earlier, great-looking team. Don't know if they're going to be in or not. they got three games left. But the Cowboys, we thought this one was different. Is it? Here's Dak talking about the struggles specifically when they go on the road. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a huge difference. And really, that's it, what the, this next week of preparation and, and honestly these next couple of weeks are about is, is figuring out what that, that difference is and trying to close that gap. Uh, obviously, we'd love to come out, start like we play at home, produce like we do at home, but that just hadn't been the case. So we've got to find out what, what those answers are and try to close that close that gap. And we, just, we can't be those two different of a teams. Big loss for the Cowboys in a lot of ways here. Yes, they clinched a playoff berth yesterday and that's fine, but the Eagles now take control of the NFC East and the Eagles, if they win out against a very manageable schedule, Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, they will be the NFC East champions. They will have a home field game, and the Cowboys will have to go on the road for all of their playoff battles. That's the situation right now. You can see the rest of the playoff picture in front of you. We'll get into it. But Eagles control their destiny in the NFC East. Cowboys look like they're going to have to be road warriors, which they do not look comfortable being in January. Climate control is a beautiful thing. Uh, the Cowboys get to play in 70-degree domed uh, home field advantage. And then they hit the road, and it was ugly in Buffalo yesterday. Jason, your thoughts on how the Cowboys fared away from home? It was ugly. Last week on our show, we did our trust scales, and you had to pick teams and where you wanted to hmm. put them on your trust scale. And I went with the teams that I picked to be in the Super Bowl this year. That was back in August, and I said the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens, I want to double down on my trust in these teams, how, teams of how well they're playing and their ability to get to the Super Bowl. Baltimore handled business. They beat the Jaguars. Cowboys just didn't show up. I said it earlier in the show. They got punked. It was 
like you're at you're in school and you go to your friend's neighborhood on the week and you say, hey, on Friday, I'm showing up. We're playing pickup basketball. Yeah. I'm bringing my crew and I'm coming on your turf huh? and we're going to beat you. You show up for that basketball game and they just send you home packing. You're yelling for mom. You take your basketball with you because you're so pissed. And now they can't even keep playing because they were expecting your ball to be there the whole time. <laughs> Cowboys go on the road and they go to Buffalo and it was as if they left their game in Dallas. And I know. It's one game, they've lost it, they can be able to bounce back. The tough thing is, as we watch these teams and we're picking our fuel in each conference and say, all right, these, this team is one we believe in that can be in the Super Bowl and can win that game. To lose a game like this late in the season, when we're talking about you're starting to catch streak and catch fire and playing your best ball, for the Cowboys just to not show up, they couldn't stop James Cook at all on the defensive side of the ball. They couldn't protect Dak. There was nothing that they were able to get right. And you watch Deion Dawkins, who they call the snowman, on one of the James Cooks runs right, right here, where he's just slamming a Cowboys defender. And then early in the game, they get a run to James Cook, and they push the pile about 15 yards. That was kind of the game, and Buffalo just setting the tempo from early on and carrying it throughout the game. For Dallas moving forward, we watched them bounce back after a 49ers loss earlier in the season. Can they do it in this short of time as the playoffs are upon us? And Shrakes, how you just said, uh, where they are in the playoff seating, they're going to have to go on the road and win games, which is something they haven't done a great job of so far in the record. It doesn't matter if they end up with the third best record in the NFC. The way the playoffs work, mm -hmm. if you don't win your division, yeah. you do not get a home game. Right now, they're not going to win the division if the Eagles take care of their business, and that's asking a lot from the Eagles, I know. The Cowboys on the road are a mediocre team, and that is just objective. That is from last year, that is from this year. Look at the splits. Home and away. There might be no better team at home. Like, I, there might be no other team in the league I would want to go play in their building. There might be 20 other teams I'd rather, you know, I'm not scared of, mm -hmm. or, or I'm scared of less or more than the guy. I don't know. Yeah, do we it, got you. Whatever. We're with scared. you, yeah. we feel it. It's more, more yeah. emotions speed than words. Hey. It's not Kellen Moore's fault. No, nope. Uh, mm. It's not necessarily any of the players who were discarded last year's fault. This is, at the end of the day, we're all at to blame for crowning the Cowboys in week 14, was what we did. And then week 15, which is what we did. Until they win a big road game, this is not a Super Bowl contender. This is not a team that mm. we can get behind. Those historic teams that are like road dogs that go and do the thing during the playoffs, the Giants in 07 and the Packers mm -hmm, in 2010, mm. and that was a Mike McCarthy coach team, granted. Sure was. The Steelers did it one time. Like, those were teams that were, like, so hot, and they found themselves, and they got their footing, and the Bucks a couple years ago with Brady, like, you had a feeling like this was happening. Just when you want to crown the Cowboys, they go on the road to a cold-weather environment, and they lay an egg. And, you know, I feel foolish because I was one of the people talking Dak MVP amongst the many. He was the leader. No, no, you have to win road games. And in this case, unfortunately, they lost that game to Philly in Philly. And mm -hmm. Philly has taken care of their business, and... Right now, it looks like they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. And at the very least, they're going to have to play at San Francisco or at Philly. Mm -hmm. And I have no confidence they can do that based on what we've seen. Here's where I come out. You can lose by 21 points. It's fine. Same teams get thumped some days. That's, it happens. You can lose in December. You can't lose by 21 in December. Like, mm. What are we doing? <laughs> you, you can't do both. The last 10 Super Bowl winning teams do not have a double-digit loss in December. Wow. Mm. They have not lost by even 10 points in December the last 10 
teams in a row. They just lost by 21 mm. on the road. So I found myself thinking, what did Mike McCarthy have to say after this? I'd really like to hear an explanation about how you come up that short, because you've been playing really well. And he just straight up acknowledges it. He says, it's a gap. There's too big of a gap in our road games. It's something we're talking about. We'll start doing something about it. The playoffs are almost here talking about it. This has been going on for four months. What are we doing about it? Because, like, that's the big boy stuff. You can win at home, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can get your 10 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins. you got to win on the road. That's what makes you a killer. That's what makes you a champ. I just look at Dallas like I'm, I'm trying to describe it because I'm trying to think of a fresh way. And that's ironically because they can't come up with a fresh way. Yeah. In the fast food industry, particularly let's just say if they do sort of a Mexican food, you take like the same four ingredients over and over and you repackage it. And you're like, well, now we're wrapping it up like this. But this is totally different. Now it's in a bowl. Now it's this. Now it's in a shell. It's like, but it's the same ingredients. <laughs> you guys can't get me with this. Like, no, 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 no. It's the, the blah, 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 wrapped to supreme. <laughs> this is what the Cowboys are doing. Like, it's the same ingredients presented in a different way. And you can put some sauce on it. And you can heat it up. And you can give it a different name. This version of the same ingredients can't win on the road. The last one couldn't close out games. The one before that mismanaged. Same ingredients, guys. Mm. You're not fooling us with squad. Peter started a sentence with, just when you want to crown the Cowboys. Peter, stop crowning the Cowboys. That's all of us. Not a you thing. I know. It's sexy and it's fun and it's Dak. Let me me let you in on something. Dak's not winning the MVP. He just lost it last night. You can't give the MVP to a guy who loses by three touchdowns in December. You can't. I think it's over. I think he's done. Don't fall for the ropey dope of the four ingredients, guys. Don't do it anymore. They're tasty as hell. They're salty and they're hot and they're spicy. It's the same ones as last year. The same ones next year, and the year after that, it's just repackaging. Sorry. And even if they tell you the only way you can get the quesadilla is if you order it online, it's still the same. <laughs> like, that's it. They, the, the Cowboys got put into the quesadilla right. crisper, and they got burnt crisper. in Buffalo. Yeah. They did. The toaster. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, beautiful take, and now I know what I'm having for lunch. Rappaport, good morning to you. Rap sheet. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith playing against each other tonight. Maybe? Uh, maybe, maybe. We'll start with Geno Smith, who's probably more of a maybe than Jalen Hurts. Is Geno Smith dealing with a groin injury? Tried to go last week. Didn't seem like he was particularly close to being able to get out there with a groin strain. Sort of a two-week injury. This would be the second week here and has not been ruled out yet. But my understanding is that Geno Smith has an uphill battle to be able to play. Needs to improve a lot between now and and game time to get out there. If he cannot go, it would be Drew Locke in as the starter for the second straight week. Played fine last week. Need to play really good tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles, who may or may not have Jalen Hurts, their starting quarterback. He's listed as questionable, was fine, and then yesterday morning, uh, I would say his sickness got a little worse. Started feeling weak, started feeling bad, was officially listed as questionable. Flew separately from the team uh, from Philadelphia to Seattle just to make sure it didn't affect anyone. Most players this time of year who have an illness end up playing, so I would say he's probably in that same category, but more information later today as it comes. Meanwhile, a significant change on the defensive side of the ball for Philly. Sources say that Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, one of the up-and-coming minds in the NFL, will now be in the booth, and Matt Patricia, who is a senior defensive assistant for the Eagles, who has been assisting Desai, he now will be the primary play call. He will be down on the field. He'll be talking to players. He will be calling the defense with the Eagles, hoping that after three straight games of giving up 30 points, that this provides the spark that they need. It's very curious, Rap Sheet. Thank you very much. We're just talking about Jalen. Like, 
He's asked to fly separately from the team, but he's mm -hmm. trying to get it to go. He had the extra day. We'll see how this fares on Monday Night Football. Rap Sheet, thanks so much. Talk to you a bit. Still come on our show. I heard Jason asked to fly separately from the broadcast team, too, on the private jet, right? Oh. Jason? That's just because those are my demands. I'm not with the rest of the Give peasants. Give the man what he needs and what he wants. Full breakdown of all the action that went down on Saturday. It was a big day on NFL Network. How was the caviar on the plane, Jason? Was it good? Caviar? Oh, and then some. Truffles on spaghetti. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.